You're listening to the On the Go with VAO News podcast for the week ending August 5th, 2016. Hello and welcome to the podcast, our weekly recap of the top headlines from the daily acquisition news. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Dara Curran, content developer and news writer. And I'm Allison Cartwright, fellow news writer. The Office of Management and Budget has released its Data Center Optimization Initiative, which plans to save $2.7 billion over three years. The initiative requires agencies to develop and report on data center strategies to consolidate an efficient infrastructure, optimize existing facilities, and transition to more efficient infrastructure such as cloud services and interagency shared services. The DCOI aims to drive progress in the three primary areas of optimization, closing data centers, and cost savings. OMB this week also released its finalized policy on helping agencies reduce costs of their mobile devices and contracts, which currently tops about $1 billion annually across some 1,200 agreements. Covered agencies must report all mobile service usage and pricing data quarterly, which OMB in turn will post to the acquisition gateway to help other federal agencies with their market research and contract awards. But this isn't just about reporting. Agencies also need to sit down and look at where they have fragmentation and opportunities to consolidate mobile device spending and analyze what they really need in terms of service data and how much they're spending for it. They'll also need to implement a policy to get all of their component organizations working on identifying device use, eliminating unused phones, and so on. The memo directs all covered civilian agencies to leverage the existing GSA mobile contract while the Department of Defense is directed to GSA's vehicle as well as solutions offered by the Army and Navy. OMB also recommended having GSA act as a broker for all agencies, creating a single pool of minutes and data for all contract holders. And a big date to remember, by September 30th, 2018, agencies must consolidate all of their minute and data requirements to a single contract per carrier, utilizing a government-wide acquisition strategy. President Barack Obama has signed into law the Making Electronic Government Accountable by Yielding Tangible Efficiencies Act, or Megabyte Act, which requires federal agencies' chief information officers to improve the management of their respective software licenses, establish a software inventory, analyze software usage and data for cost effectiveness, provide training for software license management, and consider software license management in life cycle phases to improve the decision-making process. GSA's Unified Shared Services Management Office, or USSM, and the Office of Management and Budget unveiled the Modernization and Migration Management, or M3, framework to help agencies successfully shift from legacy IT systems to a newer system or a shared support service. M3 guides agencies through a six-phase process that begins with identifying the target system and finishes with successful operational launch of its selected replacement. At the end of each phase, USSM, OMB's Investment Review Board, and other experts will consult with agencies and help them assess and strengthen their migration plans and reduce risks using steps outlined in the accompanying M3 playbook. More details and a link to the M3 website can be accessed through our daily news coverage, locatable on the podcast page. 
USSM and Office of Personnel Management payroll providers have issued a request for information to explore the potential for a shared service payroll system. Particularly, USSM expressed interest in a cost-efficient payroll solution that could solve challenges like identity and access management, data management and validation, and the use of cloud technologies. Responses to the RFI are due by August 29th. According to the Government Accountability Office, the controls and documented processes for reviewing and implementing the Digital Accountability and Transparency Act of 2014 are not yet sufficiently adequate to ensure the scheduled May 27, 2017 agency implementation date can be successfully met. None of the 42 agency implementation plans for reporting spending data that GAO reviewed contained all plan elements included in OMB's and the Department of Treasury's guidance. In addition, OMB and Treasury themselves have not fully developed their processes and controls for review, or even determined precisely which agencies are required to report. JO recommended that OMB and Treasury collaborate to establish a list of agencies subject to the reporting requirements and notify them, document policies and procedures for the reviews of agency implementation plans, ensure that necessary elements are included in updated agency implementation plans. GAO on Thursday announced it has upheld two challenges to the Defense Information Systems Agency's $17.5 billion Encore 3 IT services contract. Full details of the decision have not yet been released pending consultation with the involved vendors to ensure that sensitive or proprietary information is not released, but GAO did identify at least two deficiencies in DISA's award process and noted the agency did not develop a reasonable basis for comparing vendors' submitted prices. We will have further coverage of that decision when the formal decision is released. Eight major U.S. air carriers were awarded GSA contracts under the agency's fiscal year 2017 CityPair program, which has expanded globally to over 9,100 markets. Federal travelers will receive a 51% discount from comparable commercial fares. International fares will fall from an average of $747 last year to $724 in fiscal year 2017, and domestic fares will remain at an average of $225. On August 1st, Defense Procurement and Acquisition Policy Director Claire Grady announced that effective immediately, DOD components using the Purchase Card Online System Certifying Officer Appointment Workflow no longer have to process, sign, store, or provide a wet signature form 577 for accounts set up for electronic payment certification. This change will require all certifying officers to complete initial and annual refresher training for the system workflow. Component Government Purchase Card Program coordinators are also advised to take the training. DOD has also revised its issuance process effective August 1st. Key policy points include requiring defense components to prioritize issuances that establish policy or offer guidance in new or amended executive orders and statutes, requiring components to report issuances developed or revised in the calendar year to the Office of the Deputy Chief Management Officer annually by January 1st with quarterly updates as needed thereafter, discontinuing inclusion of the Secretary's policy memoranda in the DOD issuances program, but requiring them to be posted on the DOD issuances website. The Department of Energy released the updates for Chapter 42.101 of the DOE Acquisition Guide on the audit requirements for non-management and operating contracts. The updates include information on alternative audit support options for non-management and operating contracts, as well as administrative changes to align the guidance with the current version of the Federal Acquisition Regulation and the Department of Energy Acquisition Regulation. 
NASA has issued a final rule, effective August 31st, to amend its acquisition regulation supplement to clarify the agency's award fee process. The final rule defines earned award fee and unearned award fee, illustrates the use of final award fee evaluations and subsequent source selection information release, and formulates the calculation for the provisional award fee payment percentage in NASA end-item award fee contracts. DoD published three final rules on August 2nd, all of which are effective immediately. The first final rule amends the DFARS to require DoD contractors and subcontractors to acquire electronic parts from trusted suppliers in order to avoid receiving counterfeits and to responsibly inspect, test, and authenticate parts that are not from a trusted supplier. The second final rule amends DFARS to add Japan and Slovenia as qualifying countries. The third adds Croatia to the definition of a designated country and requires contracting officers to review the guidance in DFARS PGI for oversight and surveillance of contractor-acquired property. A proposed rule published the same day would revise DFARS to subject contractors and subcontractors to approval, review, and audit by DOD officials when identifying a contractor-approved supplier of electronic parts. Any comments on the proposed rule must be submitted by October 3rd to be considered. That's all for this week. If you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can read more about any of the headlines we covered on the same VAO page where you downloaded this podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next Friday, August 12th, to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News. Goodbye.